Hello, hello. Welcome to Therapist Take. We have another bonus episode for you today. This is a discussion that Carrie and I had about how do couples survive infidelity following the discovery of infidelity. And not only are they surviving, they're thriving. And it's not everybody. Not all relationships do survive from it, but there are relationships that do. And we had quite a discussion about it. We kind of broke it down into a few different uh, segments. And so, and one of my favorites is the power of paradox. So you got to make sure that you get to that portion of it and let us know what you think. Um, But also these, uh, even the bonus episodes, the live, the, the regular episodes, the bonus episodes are all recorded live on YouTube and you can go watch them on our YouTube channel. So check out the show notes. Also, the audio is kind of weird in this one, especially on my mic. It kind of glitches at times. I hope you just kind of bear with me through that. It's not too bad, but you probably will notice. And when we got to the portion where we were going to talk about resources, uh, the audio completely went out on Carrie and I both. I'll make sure in the show notes to put the resources that were mentioned so you can check those out. All right, let's get into it. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Therapist Take. Uh, we're glad to be back with another, hopefully, interesting and helpful yeah. episode where we're going to talk about how do couples survive infidelity. It's probably one of the most common questions we get, I would say. Yeah, I think it is, too. Yeah. I think it's the biggest population that we also serve. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's also one of the most common questions I get from just friends and family or people we meet. Right. Uh, they're very curious about this idea that people actually do go in and get help uh, for uh, after a betrayal has been discovered, such as infidelity. Right. And they not only get help, they get better. Right. And they heal. Right. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, this idea of the reality of uncertainty. We're going to talk to you guys about the power of paradox, uh, the journey of self-discovery, and then the emergence of the new relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfect. Yep. So let's go ahead and let's start with this idea of the reality of uncertainty. So when you hear me say that, what what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Is yuck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like certainty. Certainty sure. feels good. We like pass fail. We yeah. like safe unsafe. We yeah. like healthy, not healthy, binary, black and white. Yeah. It's clear, right? Um, the saying I think of a lot when I'm talking about this with clients is ignorance is bliss, right? Not knowing sure. is great. Knowing is uncertain. Yeah. Um, how do I live with all this complexity, right. right? The older I get, the more I appreciate the idea of ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. Right. You, yeah, you fantasize about childhood innocence. Sure, and, right. You know, the biggest worry is, did you make me the right sandwich? Today, yeah. right? I mean, how many times have we talked about like, you know, I'm not sure if knowing is is all that great right. anymore. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like it seems like the more the more we know, the more knowledge we get. It's it's really what happens. I feel like as the world expands. Yeah. And so, yeah, the more you know means also means you're realizing there's so much more you don't know. Right. Right. You know, that sign and, of wisdom. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it. And just a brief disclaimer here. I, I do believe it's important to know more. Right. Of course. Uh, right. You know, um, but I, I definitely understand, uh, especially the older I get, the, the desire to, uh, of those days where I was just a dumb kid, mm-hmm. you know, in some, in some aspects. Sure. 
Um, so we did talk about this on our last show right. where we talked about the submersible and and um, the reality of uncertainty. And I'd encourage people uh, to go check that out and watch that because we spend a lot of time just talking about this. But I right. thought it'd be helpful to just kind of briefly touch on it because that <clears throat> there are a few things that happen in our lives. Um, and I don't think it, I, I don't think it happens more than one or two times in, in all honesty, or I hope it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just tips our world right. upside down on end, and, right. and what that means is that you know uh, the world expands really fast, yep. and we get really small, and we realize that the rules that we operate under that governed our lives um, they don't really fit anymore, mm-hmm. and it's what I always call it a uh, a house of cards philosophy to life. Right. So this is really common. I, I mean, I think most of us build this type of philosophy in the beginning because, you know, we're ignorant to right. some extent. And and so um, each each rule that we have is kind of predicated on other rules and, you know, and all it takes is knocking one down, right. you know, disproving or challenging or something, one rule and the whole thing tumbles. Right. And I think Usually those rules are fall into the always or never categories, which reflects certainty. Mm -hmm. So like my partner would never cheat on me, Mm -hmm. you know, or I would never do this or that. And then all of a sudden this or that happens. And now you're questioning everything. Well, and you know, kind of to give some specifics to that too, is clients will say, I never thought my partner would do this. I never thought I would do this. They also say things a lot like, I never thought I would stay with someone after yeah. they've done that. And so those are all statements that are reflecting this larger mm-hmm. construct that we're talking about here, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. the house of cards has fallen. And who I thought I was and what I thought I would do or what my partner would do is gone. Now, I don't know what to believe mm-hmm. anymore, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's another one that resonates with me. The right. older I get is never say never. Right. You know, right. <clears throat> um, which is a paradox. Yeah. Oh, nice. Right. Good never job. say never okay. is a paradox, mm-hmm. which, which kind of takes us into our next uh, point. Yeah. The reason why we chose the title, how do couples survive True. instead of do couples, they, do, they? do they right. or can they, right? right? How do they do it? Because mm-hmm. the, yes, they're doing it. Right. You know, the research really shows that. Yeah. Most people stay together after there's been some kind of, you know, intimate deception, Mm -hmm. cheating, whatever you want to call it, right? That most Mm -hmm. of them do, but do most of them, are most of them happier? Yes, they are. That's what we're, that's what we're here for is to do, do the work so that you go, you know, you can kind of move more towards being happy and healthy versus um, staying married. So can you survive would be a very simple some yes, some no, but how do you survive yeah. it? And and thrive. And right? thrive and be maybe maybe mm-hmm. yeah. closer. Sure. And what and what we can say anecdotally from the work that we're doing, I, I mean I I think we can even say this uh, uh, from empirical a, evidence. Empirical sure. evidence, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that there yes, there are lots of couples that are surviving and thriving. Yes. Uh, yeah. post affair. Sure. You know. And there are some that don't. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and we can attest to that too. Sure. Uh, so, you know, the, the and so people have our time imagining like, 
And like, uh, you know, I think sometimes when I get that question from like friends or family or somebody that I meet and ask mm-hmm. me what I do for a living, you know, and they're like, wow, so people can survive that. It's mm-hmm. like, the, I think a lot of times they're probably imagining, you know, would I be able to yeah, do right. that with I my partner? So. Because right. I think in our culture, we have made infidelity like the worst thing that could happen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I don't want to downplay it as not a bad thing. It is bad. And it will probably always land someone in our office space to help them right. work through it. But so I, I remember growing up hearing, you know, a lot of religious giants in, in my life saying, you know, uh, you know, everything's about forgiveness, 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 mm-hmm. forgiveness. But if, uh, if my partner ever cheated, you know, I'm, I'm out the door, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, as you said, uh, I think when, when that happens to people, I think that's also one of the things they said they never, that's what you said, they'll yeah. never stay. They yeah. come in our office like, I feel, I feel foolish for being here. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, you know, but what, you know, it, it creates this reality of uncertainty for a lot of people. They don't know up from down, left or right. right. And, uh, one of the things that we'll often talk to them about pretty early on in session is this concept of the power of paradox. Yeah. Um, because I'm a big believer that mental health and relational health are found in paradoxes. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and so so they kind of have to look for it. So one of my favorite paradoxes to tell couples, it's probably not fun to hear in no. the beginning because they don't understand it, but they start to understand it as we go through the process. And that paradox is, it says, uh, if you're not willing to lose each other, you're not ready to have each other. Mm-hmm. And what, what does that mean? Okay. Are you asking me those yeah, are your words? That? Those are, yeah. Shouldn't those come from you? <laughs> right. Well, it, 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 it's, as far as what we, you said, this is kind of early on, um, for people that are trying to recover from this, it's the idea that this event or a series of events has been so world shattering right changing mm-hmm. that you're going to have to individually kind of figure out how this has changed you figure out what's important to you and be willing to put that out there and risk perhaps that that's not going to be okay for the relationship right yeah um and I think the key word there is risk. Risk, you know. Sure. And and I think as we get we get when we get to the point of the journey of self discovery, mm-hmm. I think this will kind of start to come together a little bit. But yeah, that's what you're talking about is you know like there's um, if you think about it in terms of like your your infrastructure just imploded, yeah. you know your your house of cards just fell, mm-hmm. and, and and it's not the relational house of cards it's like my individual. Yes. The, the way I make sense of the world just collapsed, mm-hmm. like that whole paradigm. And uh, so it makes sense that I've got to rebuild my paradigm, right? And so there's a lot of, uh, of individual work, introspective work, mm-hmm. um, and trying to get your footing and start to what I call rebuild your black and white. I mean, most of life happens, in, in my opinion, in the gray, but our black and white is the infrastructure to, that contains our gray. And when people discover something like that their partner had an affair, it's like the, the, a, a tornado just blew their walls down right. and everything's just spilling out everywhere mm-hmm. and there's nothing to contain um, their gray. Right. You know? Right. And so, you know, uh, and so as part of that journey, like, is that I'm 
I'm, I'm putting that spotlight on myself to rebuild that. And there's here we go with uncertainty again. There's so much mm-hmm. uncertainty of will this this version of myself, which people kind of often re- relate to, like this new version, which is really the same you with a new set of rules. You know, will this version of me be compatible or be able to right. work with the new version of my partner? And that's what's so scary. Yeah. But if you if you're not willing to risk that, uh, then you're likely going to try to recreate the old relationship, and we know where that led to. You right. know, right. and so you know, so when we say if you're not willing to lose each other, you're not ready to have each other, it's because I have to risk losing this relationship to rebuild this. To give it the best shot. Right, myself, to give our relationship the best chance of uh, working. And really it's giving myself the best chance of being with my partner because as we're going to talk about in the fourth point is that it's actually a new relationship. So what does this look like for clients when, when they're coming in and, and you're kind of like having to point out paradox or, you know, create constructs that can help them through this? Um, I, I, I experience a lot of deer in the headlights with that particular paradox okay. um, because which which kind of tells me I'm on the right track. That's one of the... It's an indicator, Because yeah. if it made sense to them, they would have already tried it. Right, right. right. And so one of the things we do as therapists is we're we're trying to... You know, we're trying to help them navigate the world of uncertainty, right? right? So right. we don't know if the relationship's going to work. We don't know the specific, unique formula that works right. for that couple. We have to help them figure that out. Right. Um, so when I hear someone say, I don't know what to do, I I feel lost, I feel like, like, I was like at least we're looking in the, same, in the right direction, right. Right. right? Sure. I wish I could tell them I know exactly what you need to do. I can't mm-hmm. tell them that. I mean, and if, if I did tell them that, I would tell them to, to, they should leave and never come back right. because I'm presenting them certainty again. Right. Right. right? And right. and that's what they, it, that, that would just be an illusion at that point. Right. Well, and I think to kind of, you know, add to that deer in the headlights experience, for a lot of the clients that I work with, I, I'm often seeing the person who was betrayed and They'll say things like, I, I, I need to ask for a formal disclosure, right? Which means mm-hmm. that the person tells them, you know, everything that has happened, all the secrets kept. Or um, I need to ask for them to give me space when I'm upset. Whatever these specific things are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if, the, you know, the risk is that I don't know if my partner will understand. I don't know if my partner will be willing to do that. Um, and that's where the paradox is. If you don't ask, if you don't share what you need, then you'll never get what you need. Right. But if you put out there what you need, you, the person, it may be clear to you, they're not willing to do the mending mm-hmm. that this relationship requires, right? And so right. that's where that paradox is. You'll mm-hmm. never get where you want to go unless you're willing to say, this is where I stand, this is mm-hmm. what I need. But yeah. you may, it may be revealed that the relationship won't withstand mm-hmm. that, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the paradox of, you're going to have to risk, can it make it, in order for it to actually have the best chance to make it. Right. Just one more uh, paradox, then we'll move on, just to kind of illustrate uh, that comes up a lot is just this concept of selfishness. Oh, yeah. You know, because basically a lot of couples that uh, are 
coming in in uh, are in codependent relationships and I think I believe that probably most couples in an American culture are enter into their relationships in the beginning uh, in a codependent state uh, largely because I think uh, it's very much encouraged by um, a lot of different aspects of our culture like a religious culture Hollywood, mm -hmm. you know, like the, you know, yeah, the whole general. romanticizing mm -hmm. the relationship, you know, like the Jerry Maguire, you complete me as if you're not even a complete person before you meet your partner. Right. And then you get absorbed by that. So a lot of it's breaking free of that. And, and it feels like I'm being selfish, you know, mm -hmm. and, and what I'll say is like, what if you're actually being selfless? What if taking care of yourself is a selfless act? Sure. You know, because uh, when you take care of yourself uh, first, that's good. Mm -hmm. You're keeping your tank full, right? Right. right. And then there's that the common metaphor, right. or the, I guess not a metaphor, I mean something actually happens. It's when actual, you, yeah. <laughs> when you get on a plane and they, uh, you know, and they say like, basically talking to parents or people who have dependents saying, if the thing comes down, which hopefully it Oxygen won't, out. you know, yeah. and please, you know, make sure you put yours on first before you put it on others. others because basically, if you pass out while you're putting yours on, not you're not going to be able to help anybody. Mm -hmm. And of course, I don't think we think too far beyond that because all I'm thinking about is, wait, those, <laughs> those, those things going to come down? Right, right. What <laughs> does that mean? Right. We got some bigger problems here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, I think that, that, uh, situation resonates with people. Oh yeah, they yeah. do tell you to do that. Right. Yeah. And I think that this is also similar to, it's so hard to deprogram the things we've learned from our culture sure. to say that's selfless, right? Sure. Absolutely. And so, you know, the, and I think this is really true for parents, right? That the more you take care of yourself, the better mm -hmm. parent you can be. But it feels like the more you give to your kids, the better parent that you are. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you definitely see this in recovery and um, between couples of having yeah. to say, well, I've got to speak up. I've got to say what I need. And that's the best way to demonstrate actually being selfless. Right. Mm -hmm. I would, I really would encourage people watching this to, to go to our YouTube channel and look at some of the videos because we've there's so much on this and we've done a, we've got like right. hundred something videos on there that it covers all these different aspects and we're got plans to even do more uh, but also our website which is familysolutionsok.com and check out our blog but I'll, I'll make sure to put some links in there because there's you know we we did that blog called transitional on right. transitional distrust. Right. There's another one called reflection on a concept called reflection aggression. We've written quite a bit on some of these things uh, that goes a little bit more into detail about certain sp or specific aspects right. of it. Right. I'll make sure to put those links in the description or in the comments. Um, but uh, please go peruse those because I want to just keep talking about this and there's just not going to be we enough can. time. Right. So check those right. out as addendums yeah. and to be continued. And I also wanted to give a disclaimer too because uh, I wanted I didn't want people to think that. When I said earlier, like if you if you don't rebuild your infrastructure by uh, through this journey that you take, then you uh, might rebuild. You likely will, will gravitate towards what's familiar and rebuild the old one, and that leads you here. I do want partners to. Re I want to recognize the partners okay. who have yeah. been uh, cheated on, uh, who have whose partners have been unfaithful. Uh, that uh, it's uh, you didn't make that happen like 
you know, that's not your fault in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, how we choose to deal with our stuff is always on us, right. 100%. So right. I just want to put that out there to yeah. say I'm not, I'm never am going to blame the victim right. on that situation. Absolutely. So Yeah, I appreciate that. But that kind of leads us into, so we talked about this, you know, people are faced with this abrupt shift in their paradigm, which throws them into this world of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the power of paradox and how that is important uh, in the pursuit of health and healing, mm-hmm. which leads people down into this mm-hmm. journey of self-discovery. Whether they like it or not. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's really true. It is true. Yeah. yeah. At least... Uh, People coming to our office are buying in to some degree because they're here, right? Sure. But, yeah. um, you know, I think the journey of self-discovery is um, know thyself, right? That's the point. Um, mm-hmm. But this isn't a chosen discovery. This is life threw it at you for the for the partners that have been, ex- you know, yeah. experienced the betrayal. And so... They didn't say, hey, I'd really like to grow. I'm going to go take a class or I'm going to go on a religious excursion and Mm -hmm. learn more about myself. The world changed, right? This traumatic event happened and they're forced to discover things about themselves. They're forced to be changed in perhaps ways that they didn't, that are are not good or not flattering. You know, kind of the metaphor of scars, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's scary because it's, I I think a lot of what makes it scary is the never thing again, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I never thought I would question my faith. I never thought I would question my, my, if I want to be married, mm-hmm. you know, or, uh, but it's, it's, uh, from, it's top to bottom it though. It's like bottom, if people are sure. questioning their careers, yep. uh, they're, like I said, their faith, uh, they, ha- you know, even, you know, if you're a parent that loves your children, that's probably going to remain the same, but you'll probably think very heavily on how you parent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh what you know like if you're it's like why am i giving myself so much crap you you might be a whole lot better on the other side of this at shame-free parenting right it sounds like a good book Oof, it does. shame-free parent sounds like a good way to live <laughs> sounds like another episode yeah. yeah i don't know if it's possible <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i think it's built in. no uh so I, I, you know, so a journey of self-discovery, that, that's something, who wouldn't want to do that? Sure, lovely, free to book. Yeah. Right, yeah, <laughs> but I think it's a lot, uh, there's a reason we don't. That's right. You know. Because and, it's painful. This is discovery sure. through pain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, and there's, and I think intuitively they know there's more pain. Yeah. There's more loss. Yep. And when uh, a lot of times the the mentality of the couple when they're, they're working their recovery and they sometimes they'll get kind of restuck is that the partner the one the injured partner mm-hmm. is thinking I've already lost so much yeah yeah and the the unfaithful partner is thinking I've already hurt them so much. I've already brought on so much pain and loss like right. and this journey is like there's more yeah, and there is, and, and know, this is part in the of, beginning, and, yeah. and part of I like that you you know went to describing it is a different journey for each person, sure. right? Because the person who stepped out of the relationship has to ask, you know, what kind of person am I to do this? How did I do this? Where did this come from? What does this mean? What does this say about me? That's a painful, right? Um, yeah, examination, and I, I think though those are really important questions because sometimes, sometimes. 
being unfaithful reveals a poor decision, mm-hmm. a poor moment. Sometimes the mm-hmm. unfaithful behavior reveals wounds, yeah. distortions, and it yeah. can it include all of those things and a lot yeah. more. And so that is incredibly rich information. And for the person who was betrayed, um, the self-discovery is, what did I think was safe? How can I learn to trust myself? How can I recover feeling foolish? Mm-hmm. And all of those questions are normal and really healthy and adaptive. But yeah. it is an ex- often, I mean, the word I keep thinking of is it's often an excruciating experience to actually examine these things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's and that's in the beginning phase. Like everybody knows that they they want to be happy. They or at peace right. at minimum, right? I right. just I want the pain to stop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And but and like but they just intuitively know in the beginning it's not you know to get there to get to the goal. There's just this this painful yeah. process. And one of the stories that I use sometimes with people is that if you're uh, I tell the story about you know picture a guy's uh, you know on a park bench and uh, there's a it's 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 at night at night and uh, there's a light like a street lamp type light over him that's casting a bit a circle uh, around him in the park bench and he is on his hands and knees um, searching through the grass and he's lost something right and a guy walks up to him and sees that he's lost something he's like sir I see I can tell you you've lost something you know is there something I can help you find. And he's like, yeah, I lost my keys, and I'm looking for my keys. He's like, okay, well, I'll help you find. So, he, so he gets on his hand and knees, and they're combing through every inch of this grass and this, this uh, uh, where the light has cast um, uh, near the park bench. And after they basically comb every inch of it, in kind of a, a moment of exhaustion, the other guy stands up and he's like. All right, let's let's retrace your steps. You know, it's like, do you remember where you were when you dropped them? And the guy said, "Oh yeah." He's like, "I was over there," and he points to an area that's not in the light. It's way out in the dark. And the guy's like, "Well, why aren't you looking over there?" And he said, "Well, because this is where the light is." Mm. You know, and he's gonna he's gonna have to he's gonna have to venture out of that area that feels safe mm-hmm. and comfortable and into this darkness. Mm-hmm. Who knows what you're going to find out there, right? So, sorry for the buzzing. It's, uh, you hear my phone go off. It's yeah, okay. We'll keep going. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. The show must go on. <laughs> the show must go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you, you, you know. Yeah, it's a great illustration. Right. It is. And I guess the reason we've included it as one of our points is not just because um, it's what we do all day, but it really it is how you survive this. You you kind of have to let this change you and discover things about you. Um, it's painful, but you also discover incredible amounts of wisdom, right? Yeah. Acceptance, um, peace. Um, and so I just kind of want to make sure that we, when we talk about this and we're using words like excruciating and hard, yeah. but it's, it's necessary, we think, to helping couples rebuild. Because right. <clears throat> even if this was this, you know, infidelity was a one-time thing that doesn't say much about mm-hmm. the partner's state of, you know, each person's state of mind or the quality of the relationship, which can happen and does happen sometimes in, in that. Um, it still is an injury, right? Yeah. And so how did we get hurt and where does it hurt? And what does this mean for us? Those are ad- required adaptive questions mm-hmm. in order to heal. Yeah. Um, and 
if uh, th these are the reason why, you know, sometimes we, we might hear us say some of those harder words, uh, it's because it, it's, that's probably the most difficult part of the journey, yeah, right? So. Um, but what's really neat is when we get to experience this, uh, this last point that we want to make yeah. is the emergence of the new relationship. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's like, a, you know, a, I don't know, a, a butterfly trying to, mm -hmm. you know, work its way out of the cocoon. You know, it takes some time, okay. some doing, and it doesn't happen all at once. Um, but it's neat to start to watch that to form because right. there's like kind of a nice little blend of, of conflict and intimacy, uh -huh. you know, and I, I kind of think of it as like, it's like the couple's learning to dance, uh -huh. a new dance. And I don't know if you guys have ever had dance lessons. I have. It's, it's actually, I mean, I, I, hats off to you <laughs> if you <laughs> dance, if you did do dance lessons because I'm like, I don't bend that way, <laughs> you know, and my wife, and I'm like stepping on my wife's feet, you know, I'm like, you know, that's a thing. It's real. <laughs> Especially when you got size 13 shoes, yeah, you know, boots. and so, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. And mm -hmm. then remembering, you know, the, the it's learning a new dance together and there's a new, there are new moves and new rules and. Uh, things hurt in different ways yeah. and things feel good in different ways right. and and um, but uh, that's you know when I think uh, the you know the couple starts to realize uh, what well, well probably before the paradox about not willing to lose each other if you're not ready to have each other I mean if you're not willing to lose each other you're not ready to have each other that probably starts to they really start to understand that concept probably in that journey of self-discovery, but I think they start understanding um, how that type of approach is, plays into this new relationship, you know, because there isn't, we're not, we are bringing, uh, blending our two worlds together, but we're not getting absorbed in, we're not letting the individual selves getting, get absorbed in this new relationship. Right. Right. that we have for two people and a relationship yeah mm -hmm. and as we talk like in our our paper we wrote on uh, transitional distrust oh, yeah. uh you know when you say like how does a couple trust again you know it's it's not by polygraphs and i'm not telling people not to have polygraphs mm -hmm. it's don't do the trick <laughs> right it's not from you know uh, being able to access every piece of information right. that you guys have on one another and right. and stay in you know that connected or following the mm -hmm. being on each other's coattails it's not from that it's because you it's a completely different way of operating yeah. mm -hmm. with one another it's yeah. a new dance and, it, and if anything looks like the old dance I'm probably not going to trust it very much right it's got to look new right and, and be new yeah I think that's a great way of saying it too it's got to be new and that doesn't mean you have to move out of your house or get new jobs or you know yeah. take on new identities but it means that things feel like they're coming from a different place i think we often use the idea we've used tons of metaphors today i know but <laughs> that you know you're knocking down the house that was was something bad happened to it right mm -hmm. and we have to pour a, a good foundation and build up from there right mm -hmm. and, and so it, maybe it's the same house in the same place but it's built differently right, right. and oh, so yeah. this new relationship it's different in this relationship. We support each other's individuality, right? In this mm -hmm. relationship, we value time together. In this relationship, we take care of our children, but we make room for us. In this right. new relationship, we 
Um, we can live with the fact that I can't control or have complete access and complete information mm -hmm. to everything because even if I did, it still wouldn't make me feel yeah. completely safe. And we can say those things and they may not sound perfect, but they're silent. Well, there you have it. Another bonus episode of Therapist Take. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you'll go check out the show notes and check out all the links and resources that are listed there. And please don't forget to give us that five-star review and leave us some kind words if you want to. It really helps please the algorithm gods. And we want to try to get this podcast into as many hands as possible. We really appreciate you and see you back next time.